It's Sunday Social. Everything you need to know about social media with Vaughan Davis. She said my accent was bad He's worn a frown This Caledonian clown I'm just gonna have to learn to hesitate And make sure my words on his ass and he's no great But I Welcome to Sunday Social. I could listen to that all night long. The Proclaimers with Throw the R Away. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through to 8 o'clock. It's going to be a humdinger of a show. Show number 177. As uh, as Glenn, Glenn, my guest, was uh, was was asking, how many years has this been going? I think it's been 177 divided by 52. Take away the holidays. At least three years. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for turning up in your droves every Sunday night to share this hour with me. I'd love you to be part of the show. Text me 3920 keyword live. It'll pop up in front of me on one of the many screens here or you can tweet me. Tweet me at Vaughan Davis. Later on, later on, Josie Campbell makes her triumphant return to the Sunday social chair. First though. with me spam 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 now you might not know this but when you get an email from a shop a car dealer or a bank like asb it might not be coming from them at all whoa nothing scary nothing scary quite legitimate it might be coming from one of new zealand's many email marketing companies the boss of one of them is a mr glenn edley he's here to talk about his company spike which he named after my dog welcome glenn welcome welcome Welcome. No, I welcome you. I welcome you. Can I, I, I'm the host. Oh. I welcome you. Can welcome, I just, Glenn. Thank you. Can I just congratulate you on that 177 shows? Thank you. Because well, what do you get? Is that paper? No, uh, gold? Myrrh. It's myrrh. Is it? Frankincense? I don't know. What do you give someone for their 177th anniversary? Just probably just a pat on the back, really. Oh, you can't. The, the studio is so big. So big. If you were watching our Facebook live stream earlier, you'd know just how big it was. You couldn't give me a pat, pat on the back without I being off air for about 30 seconds. That's about right. <clears throat> so I love the intro song, by the way. And, and, and if it's quality spam, then it's fine. I think there's a big difference, though, between spam and quality spam. So we hopefully we can touch on that. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about that in a minute. But first, um, your company, and, and I, love, I love, I mean, I own a small business and uh, I love uh, talking to people who own businesses, you know, who don't just sort of turn up nine to five and, uh, and hope that the pay will come in every month, but, you know, who get off their bums and uh, take a risk, employ some people and run a business. And yours is called Spike. So tell me about Spike. Well, Spike uh, is New Zealand's premier email marketing lab. You know, we've been doing this for a long time now. Um, we, um, I went out on my own August 2004, so we're tipping over into our 14th year. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Uh, well, congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. This is just one big hug fest, isn't it? It is. It always is when you and I We together. should just put on a song and have a hug. <laughs> but not in the news edit suites, because the sign's gone up saying no, no private hugging in the news edit suites. I, I, like, how, I like how Tom described that as the wash, the wash your cup sign. Yeah, like exactly. He, perfect. We're, we're, um, we're digressing. So, so, so 14, 14 years ago. Yeah, and I, I, I saw a, a chance to get out there and um, email marketing 
is, and uh, email marketing is a perennial tool. It's been around for around 50 years now, and I don't think it's going to go away in a, a huge hurry. But it's, I saw this opportunity where a single person can keep in contact with hundreds, if not thousands of people, and, and go about their day-to-day business. So, so, so for example, I first, uh, some of my first clients were real estate agents. So, Jill McClatchy up at Harvey's in uh, Titarangi. And, you know, she had all these agents in there and they were, there's two things in, in real estate now, listing and selling. That takes up a lot of time. So, in the meantime, you needed to stay top of mind and email is still the best at that. I think email is still amazing at two things, staying top of mind and, um, creating an action and, and and nothing else really does that i i think that prompting an action and and um is that key thing like every email that you send should basically be trying to get a click so 14 years ago there was no facebook there mm. was no twitter there was no linkedin uh, the, the the top website was probably something like um, Yahoo or AltaVista or something. Mm. There, was there a Google even? This is there, there, were, there was no iPhone. There were very few laptops. We were all on desktop uh, computers. Yeah. And the one constant through that time, because a lot of you know a lot of the big tech companies, the platforms, you know, uh, MySpace, uh, Second Life, uh, Bebo. They've all, they've all come and gone, disappeared. But email's kind of been the constant, hasn't it? It really has. I mean, I, you know, if you think about um, business these days, you really need to be building your list, always building your list. And, and that is one of the main things we do with a lot of our clients is just help them grow their list. Or new clients coming on, especially small businesses, we're helping them a lot with that because they've got customers coming in and out all day of their shops you know, like coming in and out of their businesses, they're on the phone to them, they're emailing them. And when when a guy who's got a really successful business comes to you and says, I wish I'd kept a well-maintained database, I'd be in a much better place. And he's a, got a really successful business. I, I realized that, um, and that is just a few months ago, I realized that email really still does have just the center a place, you know, this really central place in your marketing. And if you're not doing it, uh, and if you're not growing your list, when you come to sell your business down the line or think about it... What do you got? Yeah, what nothing. Do you, got? you got nothing. So a, a lot of people uh, tonight will be business owners. You know, they might be franchisees of, of, of something or they might have a, you know, a, a, a shop or a, um, a manufacturing firm or whatever. It might just be two or three of them. But they'll they'll have customers and they'll want to keep in touch with them. But in 2017, a lot of them will have been told, probably by roosters like me, that uh, social media, you want to get a Facebook page, you know, you want to um, contact people that way and, and have a conversation. What, what, what's the advantage of email for a, for a business owner, the advantage of email over, let's say, Facebook? I think it's a, a pretty simple one. Um, you own and control your own email list. It's yours. And when you send out an email to people who signed up for your list to, re- to hear from you, it goes to them. It doesn't like disappear into their news feed or, or some algorithm that decides what's going to show. It goes straight. 
straight into their inbox. Well, that, that, there's an interesting thing I'd never, ever thought of, actually, Glenn. Maybe we're going to invent something tonight live on air. Wouldn't that be amazing? We that could would. invent something. So um, this is for the... If my lawyers are listening, I want you to patent this. Um, email inboxes are chronological, right? That's, that's how we all view them. There yep. is no algorithm. There's no sorting. There's no uh, most important, most relevant at the top. That'd be good, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be good if the emails that the artificial intelligence worked out was important to you came to the top of your inbox? Because, you know, you, you probably get hundreds a day. I get hundreds a day. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That would act, that's very good, Google. That's very, you, I, you need to patent that just I just did. I just, I just did. I just did. Perfect. I just did. By saying it live on the radio, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, think, I've, I think I've patented it. So you, you deal with um, a lot of businesses and... You know, I, I thought historically you've dealt with a lot of big businesses, but you're also mm. dealing with the, the smaller ones as well. How many emails does Spike send out every year on, on behalf of those businesses? Do you oh. have a stop and count? Oh, we do. Yeah. Because it's a nice metric, Yeah, right? hit me. How many? So it's about 50 million. 50 million! So if you're <laughs> listening now, you've probably, oh, you know, law of averages, Glenn and his email minions have sent you 10 emails in the last year. If, yeah, I mean, if you're signed up to basic a lot of the major retailers, you've probably had an email from us. So <laughs> we send a lot of emails. Well, uh, when you're when you're at parties, I don't know if you go to parties. Um, God knows I don't. Um, <laughs> do you tell people that you're the email guy, or do you just pretend that you play piano in a brothel? No, I, I do because you play I piano. Usually, well, no. I used to. I, I not in a brothel. Though. So you could pretend that you played piano in a brothel. I could. I think I generally say I own a marketing agency or a marketing business or something, and then they ask, well, what do you do? And it's email marketing. Do you know what's really interesting, Vaughan? Yes, 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 um, clowns. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the shoes. They fascinate me. You go, why have they got, all got long shoes? That's what's interesting. Clowns. No. Oh, that, was, that, was, that, was, that, was that rhetorical? Oh, I think oh I'm was. sorry, Glenn. Um, tell me, tell me what's interesting. Okay, so you said when I first started this business a long time ago, people used to say to me, okay, so you send, uh, oh, so you send spam. And I used to say, no, 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 I send quality spam. What's interesting is that when I talk about that now, that is that is really a part of the conversation. Like, for me, it seems that the conversation about email, especially maybe who I'm talking to, has changed quite a lot. And um, I, I, I'm really enjoying that because suddenly um, there's a whole group of smaller businesses who have maybe been really inconsistent, signed up to MailChimp or something, don't send any emails, and suddenly they're like, oh, actually, no, this is a good part of our... Uh, marketing effort and it's and back to that thing we talked about right you own it it's valuable i, I used to liken it to a bar of gold you know good as it it's gold I, th I you know what i think i think i think you're just getting too in love with your own email the going gold is gold is just a little bit of an exaggeration maybe maybe it's bronze i don't know maybe maybe it's silver silver it's silver hey after the break uh, with glenn edley from spike uh, we're going to talk about what you can do to uh, to use email to connect with your customers if you've got a uh, if you've got a small business back soon. The latest apps, the World Wide Web, it's Sunday Social with Vaughn Davis. 
Hey, welcome back. It's a party in here. Joseph Campbell's just turned up the second half, all uh, all bright and uh, bright and early. But uh, talking now to Glenn Edley from Spike, which is uh, well by his own description, New Zealand's leading email marketing lab. Glenn, if I had a small business, and by crikey, I do, uh, and I I've been emailing my customers haphazardly. Let's say haphazardly. I want to get serious about email marketing. You know, what, what, what are some of the, the first steps I should take? How do, I, how do I start this journey? The best way to start is to, um, is to generally look at your business strategy. Do you actually have one for a start? But no, that's another no, thing. no, I don't actually. But um, because you need to align your email marketing with that. You need to actually align what you're doing with your business strategy because then you'll be able to start creating the content you need um, to be able to start sending consistently. And you need to start sending consistently even if it's once a month. But just making sure you're doing it once a month. But, but what if you've got nothing to say? You know, let's let's say I don't know. I'm a panel beater, right? And yep. and and I've got some I've got some email addresses from everyone whose panels I ever beat. Uh, and you know, I might only see these people every two years when they have a wee crash or a bit of rust. What what what, what have I got to say twenty four times to them in, in between? You know, in between those those two meetings. Well, that's a good question because I deal with a panel beater, um, and. We don't actually do it every month for those guys. You know, we actually do um, video. You know, they'll go around and video a repair that they've just done. Yeah. Um, and really, it's just about, for them, it's about staying top of mind. So it's only every quarter. But where they're talking to is they're actually talking to the insurance assessors and the car dealers. They're talking to those guys a right. lot more. Right, You know, the, the, the more important customers. So yeah. I, I, de I decide how email sort of lines up with my business strategy. Yep. And I decide what sort of frequency I'm going to do it. What, what, makes a, what makes a good email from a, from a business's point of view? What's a good email? A good email to me is one that it, it, that gets a really good response, basically, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, like, so let's, let's talk about that. So a, a response to an email, you know, if I, if I email you, know, you or Josie, a response is you reply. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much the only response that I, I could ever measure. Mm -hmm. uh, for a business, what's, what's the sort of response that they're looking for? What's the, you know, the, the local restaurant looking for when they send out an email? Well, the local restaurant is looking for people coming in to eat dinner, right? Yep. So, um, and they can measure that because they'll be able to see how many bookings they've got. So it's like they've got to get quite visible of their goals of the email. Yep. So if their goal is specifically to get people to book dinner, well, there has to be a, a link in that email that says book for dinner. You know, like I think that... Right, rather than just write an email saying, hey, we've got lots of crayfish and at the moment yeah. the crayfish is delicious, hope we see you guys soon and leave it at that. Yeah, like not, prof not for profits, I think, are the worst at this. There's so many emails they send out and none of them will have a donate now button. I mean, how simple is that? So you've got to come out, you've got to come right out and ask for it. Oh, you do. Don't, you, you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So what, 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 is a, what is a... So we... A good email one is one that comes out and asks. What's a good kind of uh, response rate for an email? You know, what's a what's a good percentage? You send out a thousand emails. What does success look like for my restaurant, for my panel beater? I think if you're sending out like a thousand emails, well, ten thousand, a million. Yeah, doesn't matter. I, I think for you know for retailers, it's in the late twenties, early thirties or so for most of our clients. Or what does that higher. mean? So people who actually opened the email. Do you mean percent? Percent. Okay. Yes. You've got to spell it out. I do. Sorry. It's Sunday night, and we're 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 thinking about our dinner. We're not uh, listening closely to you. No. If it's B two B, so business to business, mm -hmm. 
you know, you should be well above 40%. Like, uh, I mean, we see, um, but we have, we have some techniques that we use to do that, right? Like, uh, our, our stats are way better than everyone else's, and the reason is is because we resend every single email we send to the people who didn't open the first time it was sent. Just, just in case they didn't have that technology yeah. that we just invented in the last segment that That's makes right. the important emails come to the top. Now, the other thing you can click on, and this, this I think, would fascinate everyone listening, the other thing you can click on when you get an email is not book now or beat my panels, it's unsubscribe right yeah. and you know when I'm feeling a bit cross with the world uh, it's not a good day for email marketers because when I'm feeling a bit cross with the world and I wake up and there's 15 emails I'll probably unsubscribe to most of them mm-hmm. how let's, let's ask two questions about this firstly when I unsubscribe is, is it ever actually doing anything or is it like that button on the lift that says you know close doors it just does nothing it's just a button if it doesn't do anything then then you know that business has a problem, right? Because I think there's a lot of databases being mixed up here where people send out emails with the unsubscribe link and then they upload their list, the new list again every time. So instead of keeping that existing list and it's curating it or it's being edited all the time by unsubscribes, they're just uploading a new one. So it should work, right? If you see a link that goes through... um, I, I'm actually seeing this myself lately on a few lists that I just can't seem to get off. Yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about that. First, we'll, we'll talk about how to get off a list in a moment. But firstly, how the heck do I end up on some of these lists? Like, I got a, uh, an email the other day from the local Aston Martin dealership, Glenn. I know, you're aghast. I can see your face because clearly my, I've set my sight higher than just an Aston Martin. They, they, they are desperate to sell me an Aston Martin or at the, very least, at the very least have me test drive one. I've never, I don't even know where the Aston Martin dealership is. How are these people getting my email address? How do you get onto these lists? Oh, you, you're smiling because you do those emails, aren't you? Oh, Glenn. I don't, I don't. I used to. Well, that's good. That's I good. used to. So, so how are we getting, how, generally, how are we getting onto email lists for companies that we've never dealt with? So that for a start that you shouldn't be like unless you sign up for something like physically go there to the website and sign up sometimes though if you buy things sometimes if you buy things though there might as you come through a shop there might uh, um you know so it'll it'll say by buying this um mcdonald's five dollar hunger buster special you agree to getting emails from uh, aston martin well there should be an opt-in there i actually think that's a very interesting one because uh Considering I know what that, who that yard is, um, for you to be able to get on their list, that seems to me... It, just, it seems a bit wacky. Um, it does. Jo- Josie, Josie just very cleverly pointed out that perhaps it's because there's that one photo online that may, in which I look like Daniel Craig, and, and they thought, yes... Yes, that guy needs to be driving an Aston Martin, ideally one where the uh, the license plate flips up and reveals a missile launcher. I wonder if they have those. If you're listening, Aston Martin, and uh, you have one where the uh, license plate flips up and reveals uh, an email, they do. Uh, they do. They do. They do. A rocket launcher. A yeah. rocket launcher. That's that's that's. Didn't the it come here at some stage? It's hidden away somewhere. Well, look, if you're on a list that if you end up on a list, uh, business to business, you know there are within the Anti Spam Act. There's definitely ways that you can be marketed to or emailed if you're a business, and it's B to B. Oh, so it's different if you're a business. Mm. But oh. if you're, but that to me is purely. It's retail, right? Like they shouldn't have just grabbed your name and emailed you. Like we wouldn't do that. 
So what, this what, is not the way so, that it so works. I, I know in, in the telemarketing world, which still exists for those people who have landlines, and oh, actually increasingly with mobile numbers, I've noticed, um, in the telemarketing world, there's like a um, do not call list that you can have yourself put on, right? Mm. I don't ever want to be called by anyone unless it's my nearest and dearest, not Aston Martin. Is there an email equivalent? Is there one central repository of the get off my lawn folk? Not that There's I know not. of. Oh. <laughs> so we keep one. Yeah. Um, Which just covers all your clients. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And yeah. it's a yeah. suppression list. Yeah. Um, we monitor that all the time because a lot of the time we're also getting uh, honeypots or, or spam. What the heck's a honeypot? Uh, the, so a lot of emails... I know what a spam is. So well, a spam's an unsolicited marketing email that you never asked for or signed up for. What's right. a honeypot? So that's when uh, emails that haven't been used for a while or accounts that have been stopped, they, those, those, they turn into basically spam traps and um, they, they will be left on your list. And if you start um, delivering to those, yep. then you will start to your inbox delivery and everything will start to suffer because you should have taken those off your list so so that's why my analyst um well no, I got your analyst is it like your therapist no i wouldn't call carl a therapist yes maybe, maybe Elizabeth. Anyway, that, that, that's that, why your that, analyst they are constantly cleansing our lists of all those kind of things, yeah, and it just goes on in the background. So, so, so bottom line, if it's a professional company and yep. you hit that unsubscribe button, it should work, but there is no universal way of getting rid of things. Let's talk about mm. your personal email life because I'm guessing it goes one of two ways. Either you subscribe to nothing because you secretly hate yourself and all, all people like you, or you subscribe to everything because you want to see what the uh, competition's up to. It, it, it goes both ways sometimes because I definitely sign up to, you know, all my clients' lists. Yes. I will go and sign up to people I'm interested in. Um, but, you know, I do unsubscribe because, you know, I've got a lot of stuff coming in. But I like to edit the information I read quite ruthlessly. So, you know, if, if something isn't meeting the standards or that I thought I'm, I'm definitely unsubscribing. You know, I, I, I think I used to be on a lot more lists, but now, um, yeah, I'm a lot more ruthless with what I want to see. I, it's just because I don't have time, right? So I, I completely understand um, people out there because I'm doing it myself. So you, you're you're spe- you're sending. Let's just let's just reiterate that if you're away making a cup of tea while Glenn was talking earlier, you Glenn are sending. 50 million emails a year yeah. to our inboxes around New Zealand and there's more companies like you doing the same. Hmm. That's true. <laughs> we have like 1.6 million unique email addresses on our in our database. That's quite a few. With that, of course, comes responsibility to look after that information, right, and keep yeah. it private. So how seriously do you take that? We take it very seriously um, and we are... Companies like, you know, the Warehouse Group Financial Services um, really hold us accountable to that. They have, uh, because we have to do credit applications online for them and things like that, we, we have got the highest data security that, that we've, that I suppose we could ever have. So um, we work really, really hard on that. And I think that a lot of companies are so loose. Like, people still see us send us spreadsheets, you know, it's like, come on. So... Um, you know, we, we have to train our clients as well how data gets processed between us. Um, that's at all levels. Um, uh, we work closely with our hosting company. You know, we're at the same place as Zero and, and Vodafone and all those guys. Um, 
or IP locked, things like that. And, you know, data is really, really important. You know, I think that when we've been going through um, stages of people talking about big data and all like that, the thing is, is that it's all useful data, but you've got to look after it. And it's not, you know, like it keeps getting uh, passed around. So um, we like to look after our data. We like to keep our customer data really, really clean. Uh, we're always uh, cleansing their lists of those, you know, spam traps um, and growing them at the same time. And also making sure that uh, people are getting into the inbox because, you know, the fact is, is that we have complete control. We have a, a full-time um, delivery expert that helps us get emails into the inbox. And like how many business owners out there could say, oh, I know exactly how many emails are getting into an inbox because those platforms don't really give that kind of information. Well, there might be a few more tomorrow morning once they go have a look at uh, spike.co.nz. Glenn Edley, thank you so much for uh, coming in tonight. Thank you very much. And again, congratulations, Vaughan. I know. I know, right? 177. Hey, after the break, Joseph Campbell joins us with the apps, websites, and interesting online news of the week, including a couple of really good pointers if you're planning to take a holiday. Back soon. Navi navigating the digital, digital landscape. Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. And if you want to listen back to that uh, interview with Mr. Glenn Edley, that's at radiolive.co.nz under Shows and Sunday Social. And, of course, the entire show is available on iTunes as a podcast. Josie Campbell from Great Thing, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Vaughan. Good to be here. How's your week been going? Oh, it's been interesting. Let me interrupt you right there. Did you spend Friday night at Roundhead Studios watching Neil Finn stream his show Live to the World? I wish I did. Oh, Do you know I, anyone who did? Oh, my gosh, I did. You did? I know. Pick, pick your jaw up off the floor. We're going to talk about this on the show next week, and this, this oh. sort of um, crosses over into your PR world and, and uh, arts world quite nicely because they're doing a really clever thing, really clever thing, Mr. Mr. Neil Finn and Ms. Charlotte Ryan, who uh, TV3 viewers especially might know, um, recording his new album live on Facebook. Isn't that clever? It's pretty clever. Not everyone could pull it off. No, they couldn't. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. A lot of people could stream it, but no one would care. Yeah. But I wasn't, I was at home ill. Oh. Um, poor me, but not invited anyway, so that's okay. But I saw Caitlin Moran sharing the stream, you know, like she was like, woke up and Neil Finn is recording a new song. And I'm like, yeah, it was what? huge. It was huge. Um, <laughs> like Caitlin Moran's a big, big, big name in the UK and, um, yeah. And, and the, the, columnist slash book writing slash feminism world if you're not sure yep no re re really clever idea and so every every friday in august so next friday is the big one so just search out neil finn on facebook and you will see the actual album being recorded live in front of the world which i think is very cool and the session i went to they also integrated skype into the whole thing so as people were you know watching along on facebook you know boring old skype which is the probably the least rock and roll app on my computer <laughs> right skype um and they were inviting people from around the world to skype in so they had skype conversations with texas and uh with oregon and with walkworth and then then with australia with jimmy barnes jimmy, <laughs> jimmy barnes skyped in had a um, had a track playing on a, com a computer or a tablet to give him give him the the, the intro, and he he sung 
um, the rest Neil and the rest of the band into Shark Attack, which is an old you know split end song via Skype, and he was just going mad on the other end of the Skype screen. I don't think there's anyone who collaborates like Neil Finn. I've went to those couple of actually they did the first one years ago, like 15 years ago at, mm. at, at the St James. Mm. Where it was the Seven Worlds Collide. Oh, and it was, me too. Oh, I was there. I was there. Were you were there? Do we have a moment? Do we have a moment? We might Joseph have been Campbell? there on the same day. I didn't yes, know. We were. It was we a long time were. ago. We probably were. And, and then they did a second round. A few years later, it wasn't quite... Four, 14 Worlds Collide. Yeah, something like that. But man, he really knows how to get anyone in the world will do anything for him. But he is New Zealand's biggest rock star as far as, you know, pre-Lord, I guess, where, you know, sometimes you think, oh, we just say, oh, they've done well, but then all of a sudden he'll pop up on Jules Holland or some legendary musician will be talking about Neil Finn's influence on their career. And you go, absolutely, oh, absolutely. He's, uh, yeah. So, but, but still innovating, which is, mm. you know, which, which is, uh, yeah, the, and the live, the live streaming of the uh, recording is a absolutely great example of that. Now, back to you. Back to Back me. to you, because you're the guest. It's all about back you. And the, and, the time right. we, and the time we have left, Josie, it's going to be all about you. You've just been on holiday, which makes me seethe with jealousy. But uh, let's, let's pivot that around into the <laughs> social media and app angle. Mm. Well, I'm a stupidly busy person now that I'm a freelancer. And so when I used to be an employee, I, for the last couple of years, I'd go on big four-week trips to Europe. Now I can really only go for long weekends. Because you run, you run a very successful PR business called Great Things. Yeah, a couple of years in. And it means that, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sole trader and I really need to be around. Have you considered email marketing? Because um, <laughs> Glenn Edley, who was here in the second half, is an expert. Well, I do do press releases. I've got a couple of big ones tomorrow that oh, I can't tell better. you about. You could do I better. could do Glenn, better. Glenn could tell you how to do yeah. it better. Well, so, so you took a holiday. You so took I took a holiday. I took a sponta- almost spontaneous holiday in that I booked it on Gravisage about three and a half weeks before I went on holiday. Yes. Because I... I Heard, but like uh, uh, someone who I sit acro- across the room from sometimes is like, really good grab a seat deals because I've never booked grab a seat holidays because I've always planned things and mm, mm, in mm. great detail and in advance and grab a seats have never been you know I can't go to to China on Thursday kind of thing but they had flights to Namia and flights to Hawaii and so I looked at both of them looked at the dates looked at when I needed to be around which was and, last week yeah, and boom and boom. So, but, but the thing, but you learned something about Gravis Seat, I which learned, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know this either. Well, so I booked on Gravis Seat and then I was like, right, do I use Airbnb? Do I lock on Expedia? What do I do? So I was looking at all the accommodation options because I'm usually a travel agent, book the whole package kind of girl. And, and it, the Air New Zealand website, when I was on there, said, well, do you want to book accommodation through us for a dis- with a discount? And I was like, discount? Hello. But was it? But was it? A, I mean, everyone's got a discount. No, everyone's no, no. This discount. is the thing. But I'd already looked up the prices, so yes. I ended up booking the room that I was going to book for. I think it was another ten percent off. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty I'm good. That, that would that would even be enough to make me uh, shift my gaze from the woman who fronts the Travago ads, which I think are the most wonderful <laughs> ads in the whole. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. T- so so grab grab a seat really works. Yeah, and of course then I also booked my um, travel insurance through it, which was great because I got a, a virus when I was over there, and fortunately I didn't have to go to the doctor till I got back. But it's nice to know. Look at yeah. that. So grab a seat, bit of a one mm, stop. It's pretty, shop. pretty you, good. I'd, l- I'd, love, I'd love to talk to Air New Zealand about that. But you know, I've been, I've been trying for the last month to get someone from Air New Zealand to come on the show, and they're just not mm. interested. Maybe you can help me. You're, you're a PR person. You might, you might help me work the angles. I don't know. I, I wonder if I they want know. their. I wonder if they want their customers to speak on their behalf instead of them speaking on their behalf. Oh, or that's something. a very good PR answer. No, like I just sometimes people do that. You know. Yeah, they give interviews. Mm. It's just not to me. I think mm. they're jealous. 
goes to Campbell. I think they're jealous because I've got my own airline. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is because I've got, I got four seats is. of pleasure, <laughs> four seats of speed and That's pleasure. That's definitely and what it is. Fly TGF people. Um, you're also working the apps to uh, to make your, your complicated and uh, and luxurious Numean holiday come together. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan and have been for a while of an app called TripIt. And it's great because you can just email all your documents to it. So you can email your flights, you email your accommodation bookings, you email any, you know, bus transfers or whatever. And they're all on your phone. And miraculously, they're even on your phone if you don't have Wi-Fi. And That's so cool. when so you're like me, you're like, oh, what time's my flight again? Yeah, or, or, or what's the address of my hotel yeah. or what is the brand of bus? Because you get on the similar sounding bus in Bali and suddenly you're taken to the wrong resort. And Absolutely. And what time is that in, like, you know, the where I am and, and all those things. So it, it gets rid of a whole lot of paper. Which oh, is so I've, he- awesome. I've heard of TripIt. I've heard of TripIt. I know a bit about it. I've never met a... Uh, uh, an enthusiastic user of it until now, so you're a big fan. It's really good, it's and if you are on Wi-Fi or, or you know on your phone data, depending where you are in the world, it also connects in really well with um, public transport stuff. Very nice, and yeah. it's it, is it free? It, it, I use the free one. They try to get me to go to the business one, but I don't care. I don't use it enough. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I delete the app off my phone and put it back on again. Because it just reminds you that yeah. you don't have a holiday coming up for a very long time. <laughs> so so your travel app of the week mm. is TripIt. And you've also been having a look at a travel review yes. website. TripAdvisor um, is an interesting one. And it became important to me when I was in New Caledonia because all the websites were in French. And I haven't learnt French since... Uh, 1991 when I was in fourth form and so I was trying to find out what restaurants were open on what days because New Caledonia is a bit weird Ah. like that and and so TripAdvisor was quite good for that because it had you know things in English on there which was pretty helpful. That's kind of handy, but the uh, but but it's also also got uh, a big uh, you know I've, I've seen the stickers around you know restaurants and um, hotels around around Auckland here you know it's sort of a little yellow is it an mm. owl or is it an owl with Something binoculars? Like Something yeah. too big yeah, eyes yeah, anyway. Yeah. But the review side of well, it. Well, it's so funny because it's crowdsourcing, and I would rather hear from an expert reviewer. You know, um, and fortunately, a friend of mine had been in New Caledonia, and she's like, "You must stay at the Hilton." And I was like, "I can't afford that." And then I got this really good New Zealand deal and stoked. But Man, TripAdvisor is full of people who are like, well, I didn't really love it, but my husband's a simple man and he had quite enjoyed the meal. And I was just like, oh, calm down, mate. So it's quite funny. Really? It is quite hilarious. Everyone is a critic. And no. it's all the ones with Kiwi something in their, in their name because it's people from all over the world, but all the Kiwis are just a little bit snarky in a kind of condescending way. It's grizzling, quite hilarious. Grizzling bloody uh-huh. New Zealanders. Now, now um, you can't say criticism without talking about fashion and Fashion mm. Week. Fashion Week's coming up. It's um, a good this, time of the year. Now, this is, this is a, um, not all of us will get along to Fashion Week. Um, I'm sure you will, Josie. I have been invited to one show. Um, I've been, Kate Sylvester, super excited. I've been excited. invited to one show, Andrea Moore. Mm. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I read Kate Sylvester, do you mm, Andrea Moore? Uh, well, I'm a man, man, so oh. no, I don't. No, I don't. Um, anyway, Fashion Week is coming up yes. here, here in Auckland. Not everyone's going to rock along because even though the perception is it's a big public thing, it's actually a, tra- it's a series of trade shows. It's not really a public thing. But New Zealand Post, as a sponsor, has been having a bit of fun with this and everyone can get involved. Uh, it's an online version of Pass the Parcel. We've all played Pass the Parcel at um, birthday parties and so on. And it's, it's kind of neat. Did you have a look at it, Josie? I did, did have, have a look. Time? I did have a look. I looked at whether actually I ke- would care enough to Oh, come on. There's some good prizes. Well, this is the thing. 
thing. There are some really good yeah, prizes. Yeah, so fashionparcel.nzpost.co.nz. I'll put this on the blog tomorrow. Um, all you do is, is, you know, sign them with Facebook, and you know, there's always a catch, or give them your email address, Glenn Adley, and you get to click on the parcel. The parcel spins around, and it unwraps to see what you might have. And there's, there's, a, there's a heap of... It felt like there were 50 or 60 different prizes to mm, choose from. There, there, there's a bunch of them, and, like, you know, some of them I'm like, ah... Uh-huh. Lipstick, whatever, I can buy one of those, but some some of them are Lipstick, really, really cool. perfume, you know, fancy fancy jewellery and bits and pieces. Mm. And, and then there's the, the booby prize, which is the New Zealand Post drink bottle. <laughs> Come on. I love you, New Zealand Post. I love drink bottles, but somehow put the two together. I don't know. There's no magic. Um, <laughs> and whether you win or not, just by sharing, this is the virality of it, you can go in the draw to win a, uh, a trip to London Fashion Week. Which, again, if you don't even want to go to Fashion Week in London, you want to go to London, right? But London Fashion Week is one of the places, like New York Fashion Week in Milan, where you'd probably see someone really fancy in the front row. You probably would see someone really fancy. So you've got to be in to win uh, fashionparcel.nzpost.co.nz. After the break, the apps that your phone is just hungering for, including a messaging app that's designed to keep your secrets secret. Back soon. The Internet Explained. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. On Radio Live. Don't worry. Be happy. Welcome back to Sunday Social in the home stretch, eight minutes to eight, and uh, Mr. Graham Hill waiting to step into the studio for the weekend variety wireless right after that. But until then, Josie Campbell and I have the apps that you just have to have, including one, including one for people who like to keep their secrets secret. Mm. Are you a secret squirrel? Well, Josie I have. A, I have to know a lot of secrets. Do you? Yeah. You're one of those people who just has well, to Well, you usually know about things bef- oh, before, before yeah, you, they're announced you and do, before they're public. You're a, you're a public relations And then occasionally, I've, you know, I've got a few secrets. I've known about a few things over the years. You're, queen, you're the queen divulge. of the embargo. Oh, the yeah. The queen of the embargo. So we were talking about this on the AM show on Thursday mm. about, about how text messages in particular uh, are really not that secure. Because when you think, how, how many, when you, send, when you send me a text which you never do, by the way. Um, how many copies exist, do you reckon? Well, I would have thought that there'd be one on my phone, one on your phone. Yes, keep but, going. But then, like, one on my iPad. And oh, I, yes. And I just got a new MacBook, but I've, yes. I haven't got rid of my old MacBook. Yes, I bought a new your MacBook. iMessage, yes. Yeah, so they're all on all my iMessages. And then what else? How many other copies? Your telco, my telco. Ugh. Your cloud backup, my cloud backup. So we've got, like, eight copies of this text At message. Homeland Security. Yeah, delete one. <laughs> delete one and there's there's seven still out there so apps that offer a little bit more security a little bit more privacy than that are getting really popular in 2017 one of them is called signal and Mm. this was recommended to me by uh by eric young who clearly has a lot of secrets to keep because he looks like a regular you know nice guy but clearly he's got some dark secrets and he said you've got to try signal so I, i downloaded this and did a bit of research so signal is invented by the people called the open it's called the open whisper foundation it's a not for profit it's the technology that sits under WhatsApp and it's mm. the technology that sits under Facebook secret conversations. So it's in what they call end-to-end encrypted. So if I you know, um, send you a secret, mm. you can read it, I can read it, but no one in between can oh, read like it. Oh, like those email addresses that you can have that do that. Yeah, a little bit like that, a little bit like that, but totally secret. Mm. And, and the good thing about this is Signal doesn't actually keep a record of you know when I sent it, where I sent it from, all that metadata, mm. as they call it. Do you know the best thing about Signal is when I install it, 
and I go, you know, new message, it comes up with a list of all the people in my contacts, you know, because it uses your phone number as the way in, uh, all the people of my contacts who already have the Signal app installed. Oh. I go, oh, I see that Glenn Edley has the Signal app He's installed. He's quite secretive. He's clearly got some secrets to keep. So Signal is free for iOS. You know, the, the, oh, uh, now the, I want to get it just to see who I know who's that's, got it. That is, that is the best reason. That is yes. the best reason uh, is, is to see who else is, uh, you know, obviously having some secret conversations. Mm. So uh, the, the name of it is Signal, and it's uh, it's well worth a crack. Hey, um, it's election <laughs> time. You couldn't have missed that. It's been it's been a big election day. Well, it is. Um, Glenn, well, and, I, Glenn and I ran into Mr. Paddy Gower on the uh, on the on the on the on stairwell just before, and was he, he fizzing. He was fizzing. He was fizzing at all, all at, at every every appropriate orifice. There was there was fizz coming from it because it is election season with spades, and uh, it can be really hard. It can be really hard to see through the cult of personality and uh, you know make decisions on policy in your own bubble. Yeah. You know, where everyone's like, no, you have to think this. You have to. You're wrong if you don't think this. And you're like, hang on. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, my, my my mother voted social credit. Her mother vo- voted social credit. You're going to vote social credit or whatever social credit <laughs> became. Um, so we saw this in the last election. So a couple of websites have, have spun up. Uh, one one through the spin-off, uh, which is a, um, a news website, and the other one through Massey University, both with the same aim, and that is assessing the policies and comparing them to your take on those policies mm. and telling you, you know, which of the parties best align to those. We talked about one last week called um, I Stand With, which is an American one, so mm. there's like a New Zealand version of that. But to be honest, it was long-winded and clunky and I got bored. But have you, the, the, these two here, that, so the spin-off policy and on the fence.co.nz. Have you had play, Josie? I've had, had a play? little look at both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the interesting thing about these is you can go in thinking this is what I think about policies and who's what's important to me and who aligns with me. And then others can help you discover what you think because you don't always have strong feelings on issues you haven't discussed, you know. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, I had a bit, I started off with a spin-off one and and it does help you work through things that matter to you most. Yes, this is, is this is quite rigorous. This is quite rigorous. Mm. They've gone, okay, let's say we care about the environment and they've listed each party and next to each party they've listed all the policies that that party has announced that are to do with the environment right mm. that's, that's pretty much it and you can heart or like like them as you go through yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting though because i do have um a bit of a an attitude about some people in some parties so it makes it hard for me yeah. to take their policies on board. I need so to be tricked. I. So I need to be I. tricked by the policies and then be like whacked at the end with the reveal. Yeah, and this and, and this is this is website critics. It's the night of the critics. Um, we're criticizing <laughs> the Numian hotel rooms, the fashion label choices. The, this is my this is my problem with the spin-off website. And maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe there was a button I didn't know how to push. But it lists the policies next to the parties. Mm. So I'm just going, you know, if I see a great policy and it's next to, I don't know, New Zealand First, I might go, oh, I don't like New Zealand First, therefore I won't like that policy. So it's not what you call a blind test. At the end of it, it you know, comes up with a ranking table and it says, you know, that this is the party that aligns with you. But you've got visibility all the way through, right? Which I think that's, that's a shortcoming. Do you? Yeah, it's and it's difficult at this point when... You know, that lists all the policies and they're going to be adding more. Yeah. Well, so there's gaps, yeah. which means if you are, like, super into making your mind up now, you might actually miss a whole lot of stuff. And, hey, you know, there's a, there's a new hospital announced every other day at the moment. Mm-hmm. But there's, the one I like more 
is a it's a repeat uh, called onthefence.co.nz. Came out last year. Massey University did it. And this one's a bit simpler, so maybe it's simplistic, but it asks you 18 questions about where you stand on certain things and you don't know which parties you're thinking about, pops you out an answer at the end, and, uh, and, and, and for my money, onthefence.co.nz is, a, is a, a simpler and more useful and perhaps a more neutral tool as well, so worth having a look. Hey, uh, cool, it's almost 8 o'clock. Thank you so much to my first half guest from spike.co.nz, Glenn Edley. Joseph Campbell, thank you so much as ever for popping along with the apps and Braden Leggett in the booth. Very, very soon, Mr. Graham Hill with the Weekend Variety Wireless. Meantime, I'm going home for my pizza. Nighty night.